Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. There's the snap. Riley drops back, looks, looks, dances and throws, and he's going deep down the field. Oh, what a catch by Darrell Walker, who skips his way to the end zone. 57 yards to the end zone. Riley, he's going to keep it. He hits the five. Hey, Edmonton, that's your quarterback. Mike Riley to the end zone. From the 2015 West Final at Commonwealth Stadium, it was an absolute party, absolute party at the stadium that day, and leading the festivities was your quarterback, Michael Riley, who today has retired after a great CFL career, six of them here in Edmonton, including that 2015 Grey Cup championship. Got to wish Mike all the best as he moves on to the next chapter of his life. You heard him on this show many times over the years uh, just a great player, a great person in the community. You won't hear many bad things about Michael Riley. Uh, I saw his dad tweeted out some awesome stuff this afternoon, too, about Michael's career and their relationship. And uh, we'll talk more about Michael as we move along tonight. But we look now to the future of the double E football team. And I'm pleased to be joined on the line by the new president and CEO of the Edmonton Elks, Victor Quee. Victor, you're on with Reed. How are you doing, sir? Reed, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Congratulations on the new job. I'm going to dive right in here. What interests you most about becoming the president and CEO of the Elks? You know, that's a really great question that I love to answer because um, it's funny that how life gets this intersection of luck and fate and things come together. And I just feel so fortunate that... I've had this life that has taken me all around the world and opportunities in sports over the last 25 years in some great organizations, everything from the Commonwealth Games to Golf Canada to ESPN Star Sports in Asia to um, to my last company with one championship and learn and study from some of the best practices in sports business around the world. And then now I get to come home and take all of this knowledge, all of this experience of a lifetime and bring it back to a team that I love and care about and was a huge part of my life growing up. So really, to me, this looks in my mind like the the opportunity where everything has magically lined up and I'm so grateful to have had the support and confidence from the Edmonton Elks Board of Directors who have done a really a phenomenal job in uh, their efforts to, to right the ship and get us ready for this new season. Okay, so, you know, it's interesting. I, I just played those Michael Riley highlights. And first of all, he was Mike when he played here. His mother, unfortunately, passed away before the past season. And he said, hey, she called me Michael. I want everybody to call me Michael. Michael. And his dad, Pat Riley, has uh, been a huge influence in his life as well. So on the theme of parents, can you tell me the influence uh, of your parents on you as a person and now towards getting this job? 
Well, it, it, you know, when you think about it, it's really this kind of crazy immigrant story that is shared over and over from a lot of people across Canada. My parents, they moved here from the tropical islands of the Philippines and landed in Edmonton and then were sent off to work in Rimby as uh, a nurse. My mother was a nurse and my father an engineer. And this is back when there was no internet. So it's not like you could Google, where is Rimby? How cold is it? They landed, and I remember my dad told me, when he felt minus 40, he thought he was dying. Like, he just didn't have any context of what that kind of temperature meant. And uh, over the years, they brought their entire family over, um, their relatives, and we just always had in our household families that were coming to Edmonton living with us. You know, probably, oh, I'm going to say at least 30 families over the years that at some point stayed with us. And one of the things that we regularly did was we would get them that Edmonton jersey, we'd go to a football game, and we would let them see and experience what it meant to be in a screaming stadium of people that love the city. And, uh, and that is such a magical part of when sport becomes part of the cultural fa fabric. And I really have to thank my parents for being brave enough to do what they did at that time and, and move here and then give me the opportunity to be born here. Because quite frankly, if I was in their shoes, I don't know if I could have been that brave to get up on a plane and go and not know anything about where I was landing or not have any friends or people. And um, my family is really important to me. They, they, my parents have lived with me um, the whole time that I was in Asia for the last uh, 16 years. And uh, for the first five years or six years of my marriage, un until my in-laws, they both unfortunately have passed away, we all lived together. My in-laws and my parents and us were all in the same house. So family is one of the most important guiding values of my life. Yeah, well said. Victor Quee joining us tonight on Inside Sports. He's the new president and CEO of the Edmonton Elks. Okay, so your your journey is an amazing one and a really cool one. But, of course, we got to look ahead, and you got a big job ahead of you. Uh, Victor, again, I'm going to reference I'm going to reference Michael Riley. You know, the, the team won the Grey Cup in 2015. The season ticket base went down the next year. There, there's been a decline in attendance kind of around the league for about the last uh, 10 to 15 years. But as you said, you know from a younger person and even some of the games in recent years what it can be like in Commonwealth Stadium if you get people in there and you get them excited. How do you get people uh, back into the routine of regularly attending double E football games. The challenge for all sport properties around the world is actually quite similar. Everybody's facing this challenge of attracting new fans, uh, you know, older population, um, more competitiveness for people's disposable income and more options. Everything from staying at home and, and ordering a movie to going to an actual movie. Uh, maybe before there was COVID and, and, or buying a sport ticket. The, Here's the thing, you know, that, that is magical about sports is that when you go to the stadium and you put on this jersey, there's this magical experience that happens where it doesn't matter what your race, culture, religion, background, age, your title, 
whether you're rich or you're poor, you put on the Edmonton Elks jersey and you become a part of the Elks family. And you stand there in a crowd of 30,000 people next to a stranger that you don't know, but in unison you cheer with this illogical belief that if you cheer and yell your heart out, it will somehow impact the field of play and your passion will go onto the field and powerfully motivate and move the, the players. And that is just the magic of sports. Now, it's our obligation as administrators of this great legacy of the team to remind people of what that passion feels like. And we have to do that every day. We can't just do it during the season. We have to do it today in the middle of winter when it's minus 30 and give Edmontonians and our fans that fire in their heart that comes from sports and from a team that is one of the best organizations and the flagship flagship organization in the league. All right. Uh, a couple other things I want to ask you about, Victor, uh, uh, and, and I know you're just diving in, but I'm sure from your previous experience you might have some thoughts on this, even if you haven't totally nailed down what's going to happen with the Elks. Uh, there was a switch to mobile ticketing in 2021. It did not go smoothly for all fans, including a couple games for me as a season ticket holder. Uh, are, are there some things that need to be worked out here? Will mobile ticketing continue to be sort of the wave of the future for the Elks and around the CFL? When you adopt any new change, there's always going to be a bunch of hiccups. But the key is to make it as painless of a, of a transition for everybody, all the stakeholders, fans, sponsors, partners, etc. I don't know. I can't speak to those problems. I really haven't had a chance to dive under the hood yet to see everything that we need to make a priority. But I can say that if we are not taking care of our fans, if we're not making this the kind of experience from the moment they leave their house until the moment they get back and make that whole journey a magical experience then for their entire family, then we're doing something wrong. So we've got to figure that out. And I look at it as the, the fans' journey, not just, you know, as you say, when you walk in and show your ticket, whether it's on your phone or not. Like, it, it starts way before that. So there is an entire review that we want to look through and make sure that every step and every interaction we do with fans is going to make it a great experience. Obviously, a major, major story with this franchise over the last couple of years was the name change. And, uh, you know, Chris Preston was your predecessor, and he had said, um, you know, there's going to be more stuff with jerseys and imaging once we can get out of the pandemic and get into 2022. Again, I know I'm throwing this at you here in your first few days uh, on the job, um, but but I assume, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, I assume trying to build a connection between the community and the Elks name is important because, I, you know, I do hear from a lot of people who are still quite upset about the name change. I, I really believe in respecting tradition and history. I'm a huge history buff, and I know that valuing and understanding and, and storytelling from generation to generation of history is very important. I never want to disrespect that. But I also know that it's important to have an eye to the future. And um, I'm open to any suggestions. We're gonna look, I think we're going to look at everything that we can do. But I'll, I'll say this, Reed. In my opinion, and I, I remember I said this to our team a couple of days ago, in my opinion, success 
And what makes greatness isn't a logo. It isn't the colors. It isn't material or infrastructure things. What makes greatness in an organization is its, is its people. And the Edmonton Elks organization, from the board down to the staff, to the players, to every single pe- person there, is amazing. Like, if you think about what the organization has had to go through in this COVID period over the last two years and emerge out of this stronger and better and ready to ignite the community, that is on the backs of the amazing sacrifices and the hard work that the team that has been there for the last two years have done. So really, I'm really, really proud and humbled to have been given this opportunity to work with them and lead the organization. What? Uh, tell me a little bit about... Uh, your, your what you, the kind of stuff you did at the U of A because I believe you were were you president of the students union vice president vice president wow you're going to make me dig back into the archives of my memory um, well because I found out today we graduated from the U of A in the same year <laughs> oh nice nice um, I was uh, uh, VP internal or student life at that time I, it was internal I think at that time they called it and I was in charge of the week of welcome Basically, anything that was fun and parties and sports fell, fell under that portfolio. Everyone else had to do real work. I just had to throw parties. Okay. Well, that's uh, that sounds like fun. And I, and I know uh, you're, you have a lot of serious work to do with the Elks, but uh, it's, it sounds to me like you want to make it a bit of a party atmosphere inside Commonwealth Stadium, which is uh, going to be fun. Have you talked to Chris Jones at all? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We, we had a great chat. And... Um, I am so excited to be working with him. You know, when I was in the in the Navy, in the in Naval Reserves here in Edmonton with HMCS Nonsuch, my captain always used to say to me, when you're building a ship or you're building your team, do it so that one plus one does not equal two. Make it one plus one equals three so that you are force multiplied. And every interaction I have with Chris Jones, I feel like we are going to be force multiplied together. He is so well-respected. He's really, really good at what he does. And we're, I think we are a very good complement. And uh, I think the board did a fantastic job in that selection. Well, Victor, I'm sure we'll have many opportunities to speak down the road. Again, congratulations on the new job, and uh, thanks for sharing some of uh, your history, your family history. You have a great story, and I wish you all the best here as the president and CEO of the Edmonton Elks. Thank you so much. Thanks, Reed. Have a great night. There he is, first time on the radio as the president and CEO of the Edmonton Elks. That is Victor Kui. That was my first time talking to him. Uh, he's uh, he's got a lot of energy. <laughs> I can tell you that, and uh, obviously a lot of connections to Edmonton, having been born here, uh, attending and working on many major events uh, in the past here in the city. And uh, you know his his job has taken him around the world, and now he's choosing. Hey, it's time to come home and time to work with the Elks, and uh, we're all hoping that the franchise is. Uh, restored to a level that it was uh, far from on and off the field last season. I am happy to hear from you on Victor Kui on this direction now with Kui and Jones taking over these very significant spots. 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, professional-grade building materials. More Elks news ahead. What's going on with the Oilers? Inside Sports on Chad.
you. It's Inside Sports on 630. Chad, in the second period, Ducks leading the Bruins 2-1. Rangers up 1-0 on the Kings. Stars and Flyers tied 1-1. Golden Knights lead the Capitals 1-zip in the first. Montreal and Minnesota tied 1-1. Hoffman and Spurgeon, the goal scorers there. Coming up later, Chicago at Colorado. And the Flames, after being beaten here by the Oilers on Saturday night, will host the St. Louis Blues. Oilers at Vancouver tomorrow. It is a 6 o'clock face-off show here on 6.30. Chad, the game will start at 8. Looking good. Now, it's not totally for sure, but looking good for Ryan Nugent Hopkins to return from injury and possibly center a line with Perlini and Cassian. We'll discuss that in the uh, next half hour of the show. And uh, we got a couple people on hold to weigh in on Victor Kui when we get back. 6.30, Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30, Chad.